Are we? There we are. <laughs> yes, yes, ladies and gentlemen and folks, welcome to the unprecedented event of our lives. Yes, oh, I, like I am using Twitch. That is the unprecedented event of my life. I am on the Brady Bunch. I hear I you. Hear there we no go. I was muted on my streaming software and I forgot that Discord won't be sending what I do. So hi, sorry about that. What I was good what I was saying was uh this kind of fell together pretty last minute, so apologies if uh anything's a little rough. Uh there we go. yeah, good, good. Uh yeah so i mean i think it's been uh, it's a product of i think a, a lot of things one i've sort of been getting more active on social media trying to push out good information trying to counter bad information and i think at a certain point um, there's a room or there's a role for other kinds of ways of delivering information not just copying and pasting links and refuting things and it's mm -hmm. just text, 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 text. Right. Um, it's also nice to just be able to have a conversation about things that just sort of captures events and ideas in ways that you just can't on sort of text-based social media, which ultimately is just kind of cold. Yeah, yeah. I, I also think I like the idea of the back and forth of having you here to be able to answer questions. Uh, I think Torn and I with our caustic soda experience we're pretty good at i think being that uh that translation unit between the expert and the the working person like just the regular non-expert we're pretty good at i think translating uh and, and also figuring out why what or figuring out the things you need to know like i was talking yeah. to you earlier about some stuff uh yep so uh let's get to it rob what do you want to talk about first well um i think it's probably worth mentioning a few things that we're at least across the country here in Canada now about a week into what we could call a serious effort at uh, social distancing at flattening the curve and this is the idea that eventually over time um, there's just going to be a huge number of people that get infected and you can do that in one of two ways that can either just come on you suddenly like a tide or you can try and build a bit of a seawall so it comes at you slowly now yeah. for you as the individual that may not make much of a difference whether you get infected now or get infected later but in the hospital this is the real crucible of where everything is happening and hospitals as a rule don't tend to have a lot of extra beds. They tend to be running pretty near capacity because they're public resources. And so we want to run them efficiently. And if suddenly um, 500 people need the hospital tonight, that's a bad scene. Whereas say if 20 need the hospital every night for the next 25 days, that's still not great, but that's way more manageable. It's still right. 500 people either way. 
Um, so that's kind of you know where we're at right now in Canada, and we jumped on this um, earlier on than other countries did because we were able to sort of watch and learn our public health authorities from the experiences in, in China, Hong Kong, Taiwan, Singapore, South Korea, and especially Italy most recently, now Spain, the United Kingdom, and the US, looking at, okay, what works, what doesn't work, and trying to figure out, A, what best practices are, and B, get those rolling as quickly as possible, even if that means making small missteps, making changes in real time. So a good example of that would be um, the way that we initially tried, you know, a week ago, it seems like such a long time ago. Hey, everybody, let's all cooperate and stay two meters apart. Um, And that just kind of didn't happen. And so then we had to go to um, increasing orders of um, keeping people apart. So about a week and a half ago, there was the clampdown on groups of 250. And then a day later, it was groups of 20. And, uh, but restaurants were still open. And um, then it's like, okay, we would prefer it if you would take uh, takeout or delivery from restaurants. And now it's like, okay, restaurants must only offer takeout or delivery. And now I think today uh, in Vancouver, the mayor announced that tomorrow there's gonna be an emergency meeting of city council to impose enforcement on social distancing, which means you can get a fine if you're found to not be maintaining two meters. Um, yeah. And that's- Yeah, I saw something fine. today that they were closing yeah. parks and stuff like that. They're not closing the parks yet, but they're closing the amenities- Playgrounds is what I meant to say. Yeah. Hmm. And uh, the thing that really struck me is, you know, those great big logs out on Sunset Beach and Third Beach, Fourth Beach, yeah. Um, they're taking those logs out so people can't sit there. It's to take away the inducement. Oh, wow. And, yeah. And those things have been there for generations. Yeah. It's, it's really iconic that they're taking out these logs. You're, you know, if you're from anywhere else but Vancouver, you're like, who the hell cares about these logs? But it's a big deal. Trust yeah. us. Yeah. It's they're taking away the logs. Yeah. Oh, my God. The logs. I, and from what I've seen. Everyone loves a log. What I've, seen what, on, what I've seen on social media is it's gonna it's required for us to start finding people because I've had friends who have gone out for walks and going out for a walk is fine as long as you're you know separate from other people you're not just gonna get it by being inside as long as you're separate from others and not touching things but uh, they were out and they were just seeing groups of like twenty kids just roughhousing and playing together. Uh, there were parents that were out and when they like brought things up to them, Hey, cause of COVID, we shouldn't be doing this. They were basically yeah. told to F off and, you know, call bad words and right. that's all bullshit. And it's like, no, it's, Oh my God. Have you not seen the people in Italy who said, I didn't think it was real. Now here's how I was affected by COVID-19 and I'm 20 something years old even. Uh, it's, this is serious. This is a big, big deal. I feel like there are certain people who are not going to take it seriously until they themselves get sick. And yeah. that's, I mean, what do you do about that except enforce as much as you can possibly enforce? That's yeah. it. Yeah. Some people get it. Uh, they're all, they're all at home. Uh, and the streets are pretty quiet. Got to say, you know, a lot of empty sky trains have gone by today. I live, you know, 
I look out the window and I see the Skytrain. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's been post-apocalyptic Skytrain. <laughs> I think one person, two people. It's like, okay, that's good. Yeah. Uh, I think the funny part was um, when the mayor was making his announcement today, the thing that flabbergasted him the most was hearing about uh, college students playing beer pong. Mm. which um, you can't stop the party and that's one thing we learned about florida some, some of those young people just think they're they are immune yeah and then one guy a 25 year old who works for the Toronto dominion bank in toronto uh came out with a big mea culpa on social media earlier in the week after coming back from miami beach and ending up really sick um and saying oh my god take it seriously guys and so well, that's great. So this means that if this random guy got sick in Miami Beach, then there was absolutely a Miami Beach outbreak. And all those 20-somethings have scattered to the winds. They're home now. Yeah. yeah. So that, that, would, that will probably be one of many major accelerators of mm -hmm. the pandemic in the yeah. U.S. Yeah. Now, how long are, can you be infected before you show symptoms? Now, I know some people might end up being asymptomatic forever, but typically, how long is it going to take before your symptoms end? So, um, yeah, typically, symptoms seem to be popping up in about a week. Okay. Five to eight days is the range, but there are folks who are asymptomatic for up to two weeks. And, yeah, wow. So uh, those people get it, and then... Don't think any ever. They think everything's fine, and then they yeah. spread it to other people who think everything's fine. Yeah, that's right. You know, so if you're, uh, you know, we're we're getting into allergy time, and um, so you get allergies. You blow your nose. You don't wash your hands that carefully because it's like, hey, it's just allergies. And um, then you shake Mario's hand, and Mario shakes Luigi's hand. Um, and, <laughs> And it's off. It's going. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mario. Princess Peach is hiding away from you in another castle. She's practicing yeah. social distancing. We got her under self quarantine. Mm -hmm. And uh, Bowser's Mario... the good guy. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Doing Mario, you're going to infect he's, her. He's the public health authority. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, Some, yeah. Somebody asked a question on the chat, which is something that I was actually going to bring up about how long the virus lives on different services. Yeah, um, so there was an how worried should I be about groceries and stuff I get from the outside world? Great yeah, question. good. Yeah. So, uh, you know, one thing we know for sure is that, um, you know, I cough into my hand or I touch my nose and I shake your hand that passes the virus onto you. Um, we also know that we can collect the virus off of surfaces under laboratory conditions. So there's actually um, a sneeze machine that's used for this kind of research. Yeah, not kidding. Um, and so they loaded, they actually loaded the virus into the sneeze machine and they wanted to test its ability to survive. Is it just the a sneeze. tube and a fan? Um, I don't know the. You know, if we have a mechanical engineer in the chat, they could maybe give us the details on the sneeze machine, but it's meant to replicate a human sneeze. It's so, a blender and a snowblower. So we, Sorry, go ahead. we sneeze the material onto different things like cardboard and plastic and copper and steel. And, and sure enough, if you're careful and use a swab, you can collect viral particles off of these surfaces and they persist there for some time. Um, uh, the longest seems to be plastic. Um, 
the, the, the real killer seems to be copper. And, you know, as soon as I read the report, I was like, wow, man, I got to change all the countertops to copper. But <laughs> what isn't clear um, is under real world conditions, whether, you know, if, if, if I contaminate myself and touch you, that passes enough of a, of a load. A sample, yeah, right. A viral load. You can infect yourself. What's not clear is if I pass it to a surface and then you touch the surface, whether that is going to be a sufficient burden of right. uh, viral load for you to, to infect yourself. Because really, so far, there's really good evidence of droplet transmission directly. Either, you know, I sneeze on your face or I sneeze and sh on your hands or I Don't sneeze on my hand and touch you. So it's that kind of one-to-one. -one but the one, two, three kind of touch, we're not sure whether that seems to be infectious or not. And mm -hmm. in Singapore, they, they really worked hard to try and figure out, all right, um, is this foodborne? Because that's obviously really, really important. You want to know mm -hmm. if an infection's foodborne or not, especially when it kills a lot of people. And... As far as they are t able to tell, um, it doesn't appear to be. There's there's been no evidence so far in Singapore. You know, the 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 kind of the one of the standards you're interested in is all right. Can we find two people who are infected, and we can trace that infection back to a single source of eaten food? And this is how we get things like E. coli on lettuce or listeria or uh, salmonella, right? The ones you always hear, the, the, the truly foodborne pathogens. And so far, the good news is this doesn't appear to be a foodborne illness. And, and also, so far, there's not great evidence that even though the virus can land on surfaces, that, you know, unless the doorknob is like soaking wet, you know, he really honked into your nose <laughs> and grabbed the doorknob to get, you know, a big load onto whoever grabs the doorknob behind you. Um, luckily, that doesn't seem to be um, a major vector so far, which is okay. Uh, and a thing I thing I want to bring up where you where you've said that where you you know you get the, the load onto your hands, you shake somebody's hands and stuff. It mm -hmm. then has to go. You have to touch your face, right? Because right. I think it was Dr. Jenna on a Caustic Soda episode that mentioned we're tubes. We're basically got an in here and an out down there. We're it, like the internet. Yeah, we're like the internet. We're a series we're of like tubes. The Series of uh, tubes. And our skin is really good at keeping infections out. As long as your skin is 